Hello world, I'm Attila. Today I will talk about the Digital Minimalism book. And this was a book about how to focus on your work in this disrupting world and uh, how like uh, new, new technologies seem to be draining meaning and satisfaction from uh, our time spent outside of work. And um, the problem is that all the apps want to get our attention all the time. Um, each individual app, they just require a little bit of attention, but uh, then you combine all the apps on your phone and they all want attention and uh, yeah, it's quite a mess sometimes. And uh, this urge to check Twitter or refresh Reddit becomes a nervous, a nervous switch that shatters uninterrupted time into shards too small to support the presence necessary for an intentional life. And uh, some of these addictive uh, properties of social media are accidental. Uh, very few people actually predicted the extent, the extent to which uh, mess text messaging would command your attention, while uh, many are quite purposeful. Uh, for example, the compulsive use is the foundation for many social media business plans. And there are two ways that these social media platforms make you addicted. First is the intermittent uh, positive reinforcement. Um, you get unpredictable feedback. Uh, that This unpredictable feedback dominates uh, most social media services. So there are few posts that like get a lot of uh, views and a lot of likes randomly. And because it's like not a consistent thing, um, the users are glued to the screen because they constantly want to have new likes if one of their past comments or videos blew up. And um, the second thing is that we have this drive for social approval while a single click requires almost no effort on your part, but to the user uh, being tagged, the resulting notification creates a socially satisfying sense that you were thinking about them. So users become addicted to this feeling that because they've got a like, somebody is thinking about them in the world and uh, they are not alone. And uh, there is a negative impact of um, like this unre unrestricted uh, online activity on physical well-being. Another worrying phenomenon is so is uh, that uh, online discussions seem to accelerate people's shift toward emotionally charged and draining extremes. So one of these examples were th was the terrifying uh, attack on the Capitol. It's quite bad. And that's because it, um, in an open marketplace for attention, darker emotions attract more eyeballs than positive and constructive thoughts. And um, our relationship with these social media tools are quite complicated because they mix harm with benefits. And uh, like the most common response to like social media addict addictiveness is like that you should uh, 
is to suggest uh, modest hacks and tips, but uh, like um, but this approach doesn't really work. Like um, restricting the use of uh, Facebook to half an hour a day, for example. So instead, the book says that says that we should uh, we need a philosophy of technology use. And uh, he created a philosophy called uh, digital minimalism. And the definition is a philosophy of technology use in which you focus your online time on a small number of carefully selected and optimized activities that strongly support things you value and then happily miss out on everything else. So this relies on uh, three core principles. The first is that clutter is costly, that uh, focusing on too many apps is very difficult and it takes a lot of time. Second is that uh, optimization is important. So you shouldn't uh, focus on a lot of apps and uh, like it's necessary to think about how you will use those few apps that you actually need. So. You even need to optimize the few apps that you actually need to use. And the third thing is that um, intentionality is satisfying. If you optimize um, how you use technologies, you will be happier because of this. And uh, like then how you should uh, select the few apps or uh, websites that you should use. And this includes everything from uh, digital, everything digital, like apps, websites, video games, or uh, YouTube, or streaming video on Netflix, or things like that. So first you should um, take, uh, like you should first uh, evaluate all the apps that you own, whether they are optional or necessary for your life. And uh, you should say, take uh, 30 day breaks from uh, apps that you deem optional. And it will be quite difficult in the beginning to like, uh, don't check Facebook all the time. Sometimes you just have an urge to check it. But uh, that's part of the process. You must, I don't know, you mustn't be weak. And um, instead of spending time on the app, you must explore higher quality activities. And your goal is to find activities that generate true satisfaction. And uh, so technology has just a supporting role, not uh, technology is the source of the satisfaction. And uh, after the months had gone, like you uh, pushed a reset button on your digital habits. Now you can rebuild your digital habits from scratch in a much more intentional and minimalist manner. Sometimes you can decide that you don't need a app or technology at all, so you just delete it. Or you create very specific instructions and limits. So you, you say that uh, I will only use Facebook for 10 minutes every day before I go to bed in a very specific time, in a very specific place. Because if I like, only use 10 minutes of Facebook uh, while I'm with my friends, that's not very good. 
And um, then it talked about that, uh, yes, and you, you should uh, write these processes and interactions down somewhere and put it on your wall, so you are constantly reminded of it, of, about it. And the next thing that it talked about is, um, is the things that are also important. So, for example, he said that uh, solitude is very important. So, everyone benefits from regular doses of solitude and equally important, anyone who avoids this state for an extended period of time will suffer. And he said that uh, he sees this as a problem, that uh, now it is possible to completely banish solitude uh, from your life with technology. There are always podcasts and videos that you can talk, you can listen to all the time. But uh, humans need solitude. It is wired into our brains. And we used to have a lot of solitude, like when we were out in the fields working. Mm. Yes, and uh, we are not made for this. Uh, we need times when we are not influenced by anyone. And uh, then he said a couple of useful practices to, to achieve solitude. So, for example, you should leave your phone at home a couple of times so you don't get entirely dependent on it. You should also take long walks, because with the long walks you can really think through things. And the third technique is that you should write letters to yourself. Uh, if you are before an important decision, if you write a letter about it, it helps you to structure your thoughts. And while you write, you will have time to think about it. And then it said that like... Uh, Real-world connections are much more meaningful. They are much richer connections than online ones. So he said that like the small boosts, small confidence boosts that you get when you like your friend's page or your friend's post. It's not replacing the, the real-world time with uh, that same friend. So that you should, uh, he said a couple of useful practices, like you shouldn't uh, use social media as a tool for low quality relationships. So instead of liking your friend's post or uh, commenting on them, you should like give a phone call to them or meet in the real world even better. You can also keep your phone in do not disturb mode by default. And uh, so like with this, you make text messages like something you check on a regular schedule instead of like uh, they interrupting your like work or that you do. Because it's quite annoying when you do something important or not very important, but you just uh, get a text notification and you want to like reply to at the moment and then you are out of the flow. You can't really continue. And um, you should also put aside times, um, set times on set days during which you are always available for conversations. This overcomes the concern that your friends might have 
that um, these unsolicited calls might be bothersome. So bothersome. So if they don't, um, if they know that in set times, in certain dates, you are always available and they are free to call you, then they won't be concerned that uh, you might have a meeting during that point. And it also said that you should uh, cultivate high quality leisure in your own life. And there are three leisure lessons that you should um, like be aware of. So when you are uh, like planning your leisure time, you should prioritize demanding activity over passive consumption. Instead of watching a video, you should uh, uh, you should go out into the world and uh, like run or do something that's demanding. The second thing is that you should use skills to produce valuable things in the physical world. So like do art, uh, create paintings, craft something with your own hand. Because even though digital things are, are great, like physical things have something to it. You can touch it and uh, that's very valuable. And the third thing is that you should seek activities that require real-world structures, structured social interaction interactions. So you should join to communities uh, around your neighborhood because communities are great because uh, you do something demanding and it's much easier to do sports in communities. So for example, you might join to a yoga club or a running or kayaking or whatever, but it's much easier to do it in a, with a community because if they invite you, like it's more difficult for you to turn that offer down. And um, there are a few useful practices that uh, he said. So one is that you should um, set a goal for yourself that you want to fix or build something every week. And uh, you should also schedule in advance the time you spend on low quality leisure. Low quality leisure is like consuming, uh, uh, watching movies, watching videos, uh, spending time on social media. So you will decide in advance that you will only spend 10 minutes on Facebook and that's all. You won't get more. And uh, you, you can also uh, follow leisure plans. So it's said that like uh, there are some professionals who like make leisure plans for you and uh, that are not just uh, browsing social media. And uh, your personal brand might require social media presence because you have a company that requires you to be on the social media. And uh, so you want something valuable from the network. So you must be on that social media. And that social media network also wants something for from you. Uh, they want to undermine your autonomy. So they want you to be adopted from them, uh, um, to be addicted to them. So this is like a constant battle and balance that you must make. And uh, there are some useful practices that uh, he found useful. Uh, so first you should uh, delete social media from your phone. 
So you are only able to check it on your desktop, uh, on the PC, because on, like the PC is not with you all the time. So it's much easier to do social media that way. You can also turn your devices into productivity machines. So you can uh, block certain websites entirely. So you can't access them at all. Or uh, you are only able to use, for example, Facebook on your desktop in a couple of hours or a couple of uh, certain times of the day. So you can't check it uh, while you are working. So there is a physical barrier and you must focus on your work because you are physically unable to check that website. And you should also use uh, social media as a professional, not for entertainment. So you shouldn't uh, follow accounts that um, like post uh, dog memes or things like that. You should uh, instead follow professionals or communities that uh, are within, are talk, they are talking about your interests. But uh, you should only follow so much people. So it takes like a little, just a little time every day to browse through your uh, social media feed. And you can also make your smartphone dumber. So there are these light phones that I think they are pretty stupid, but uh, they've got a point that you are only able to make uh, calls on that and uh, create uh, SMS and things like that. So they don't let you browse uh, social media. I think they are quite expensive, but um, if you are unable to check your social media, you don't have to have a lot of willpower to like uh, stick with your plan and just focus on your work. So this was a quite interesting book. I think it's quite difficult for me as well to focus on my work when a text message pops up or I just want to check Twitter all the time. One technique that I found useful on Twitter is there is this uh, chronological order like tab. So instead of the Twitter engine recommending you feeds, you only watch the things that you follow in chronological order. So I get to the bottom of my feed every time and uh, it's not like an infinite scroll. So I think that's quite useful. Um, there is a prequel to this book called uh, Deep Work. So actually the Deep Work was released before this and this is like a sequel from that. I made a review out on, on that book so I will link it in the description and it's on the screen now. Oh, there, yes. And uh, that's quite interesting as well. It talks about like a lot more general like why it's important to focus on your work and why it's difficult in today's world. So that's it for today. Thanks for coming in. I have a YouTube channel and a podcast. You should subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow my podcast if you are interested. I read one book every day and I share the things that I learned from that book. I release videos daily. I also have a Twitter account. You can reach me there or in the YouTube comment section. Thanks for coming in. Bye bye.